This is Kristen. And this is Isha. Welcome to I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Welcome back to another fun episode of I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Once again, we have a special guest, Isha. Would you like to introduce them? Um, so yes, this is Darnell from Nerds in the Dark. Uh, I've known you since last year, I want to say. I don't yeah, know. Time that sounds is, about right. That sounds time's about right. Yeah, time is definitely an illusion. So I've known this individual for a while, um, but I thought it'd be cool. I like your opinions on stuff, even though we don't get along on all the shit or I'm constantly arguing with you about stuff. Uh, I think you have, bring really good valued uh, conversation to the to the world. So, uh, give us tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't know. I, uh, I sit around. I watch movies. I make fun of most of the movies I watch, but so uh, I'm looking forward to making fun of this one with you guys. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I think I came into it with like fun in mind, and I really enjoyed it. So, well, we'll get started. Before we jump into that, I just want to say if you have not seen the movie The Blackening, spoilers. stop now. Do not proceed any further because there most likely will be spoilers. And Absolutely. with that warning, let's go. Cool. Uh, so the how I found out about this movie actually was like two years ago. Three? What year? No, 2018. And it was a random Comedy Central um, skit that was done by what was called Three Pete, which was this name of this comedy troupe. And it was basically a four minute clip of like friends in the forest getting trapped in the woods, and there's a killer trying to, to murder them. And basically, the killer gives them the concept, you know, I'll let the rest of you go if you give me the blackest person. And then it was like that conversation ensued. I don't know if either of you two ended up watching the clip. I, I did clip. see it. You saw it too, Darnell? Yes, I did. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it before we get into the movie? Because this is where it all began. Um, I thought the clip was funny, but I was like, how are you going to stretch this clip into an entire movie? So I was like little reserved. I was like, oh, this is funny for like a couple of minutes, but like a whole hour and a half of this? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Kristen? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought the clip was funny. So when I found out about the movie that came out like years later, I was like, I don't know if it'll be any good because the same thing, like how do you stretch that funny little clip into like a whole movie? Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the concern about, you know, it not being done very well was also That's one true. of one of the things that bothered me or made me kind of uh, anxious about about a movie being made. Mm. And we've talked about this before, like the concept of black tax and how like we tend to be a lot harder on our own creators for several reasons. So already before it even came out, there was a lot of people who were like, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be this. It's not how do you define blackness? And I think them asking that question was the question that the movie was basically asking in general is like, how do you define blackness? But uh, one of the characters from the original clip, he's the one who created it was actually Dwayne. So Dwayne Perkins, he wrote the original 
in 2018 and, and started it. And then he started in this one as Dwayne as well. He kept his whole name. And I thought it was funny that in both the movie and the clip, he gets left behind. And he was like, you bitches know I didn't want to get left behind. Why would you leave me behind? Like, So I like that he was involved in the whole process from the early quip to like writing this um, current story. And he wrote it with Tracy... Oh, something, Olivia, Olivia, whatever her name is. I'm sorry. Who wrote Girls Trip in Harlem? Which I watched Oliver. Oliver. So I watched, I've watched Harlem. So I like some of the work she's done. So I was, I, I came into it with like, I'm interested. I'm going to be open to it. I just want to laugh. And I like horror and I love comedy horror. So that's like my two jams in one. And it was black people. Yes. I kind of like to say I I kind of like the same thing about it, and I remember making the decision not to rewatch the original like um, Comedy Central short before seeing the movie because I didn't want that in my head, um, kind of poisoning or um, make having me compare it subconsciously like one movie to what the the clip to the movie and so I was like let me go in and look at it with like a fresh pair of eyes like and look at them as they're two separate things um or the same idea with like two different twists kind of with a two different twists on it so I think that was helpful for me yeah um I saw it and I was like thinking uh well when I saw it early like, just so I didn't see it when it first released, I saw a screener of it. And I was, it was more interesting because I saw a bunch of white people in the theater when I went and saw it. So I was, I was like, why are y'all here? Uh, <laughs> I did too. We had some, we had a few. We had some, we didn't have a whole theater. We had a whole theater with Get Out, but not with this. Yeah, that well, was more terrifying. They yeah, probably, that was terrifying. They blocked off a bunch of seat sections and like all the blocked off seats were just nothing but white people. I'm like, why did they, why did the white people get reserved seating? You answered your own question. <laughs> I was curious how that, like, what they, or I would love to know the reasons why they went there and decided to watch because two of them left early. And actually, I was reading some reviews online before we met up today. And some of the people who were like, this was a terrible movie, it was poorly written, were like white people. Yeah. And I was like, mm. It wasn't do you really feel you. like you should be like were, do you really feel like you should have been commenting on this like part of that conversation it's like were there not enough white people in the film for them like i i feel like sometimes when they when white people review black movies they have this 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 thing about it like i didn't understand that this these cultural things that we have or like our own inside jokes and they're just like it didn't make any sense and it was like but because it wasn't written for you like yeah. in our theater, mm-hmm. we were talking back at the screen, and no, nobody, <laughs> was, nobody got upset or anything, or like stormed out, or like went and, and got anybody from the theater to be like, "Hey, people are like talking, or we're like laughing, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Even when we had our little sing along in the theater <laughs> with the movie, like we, My- it, was, it was made for engagement. My only complaint is they knew we were going to talk during this. And so there were some whisper parts, like especially with Clifton's character, that oh, yeah. I wish they would have um, like improved the audio for that. That would have been my only, that's like my really my only um, 
real gripe about the movie because I kept turning to Kristen and Lindsay, our friend Lindsay, and been like, "What did they say?" Because I was laughing at something or talking out loud, and then I'm like, "Shit, I didn't hear what they said. What was this? What was that?" Um, but yeah, I I laughed so much, and I think that it felt good to just like know that these are stereotypes that like people see of black culture but that we're so much more in that and that's really what that conversation was is like how do you ask the question of like who is the blackest when being black is like an not a measurable thing like there's these things that connect us culturally that we've learned to deal with because they're part of our struggle or part of the ways we've learned to survive or music or whatever or even when they were talking mind to mind like that made me think of that key and peel skit where black people could talk to each other and had this whole mind like fungi network where we were just communicating with each other because we can communicate with like looks and stuff uh those things i really appreciated but like also knowing that that's like not the only version or the expression of us it's just one of the many faces that we could take and kind of poking fun at like why some stereotypes are chosen versus others um even this morning i was talking to two of my friends and we were talking about how like the over sexualization of black people where it's like he would be hit up in his dms where people were asking him to like hook up with his, their wife so that they could watch or whatever because of that mandingo fetish and he was like i'm just out here trying to live my life and be amazing and people are only seeing me as like a black stud to like fuck their wife excuse my language so I, I don't know. So I'm curious what you all thought about that qu- kind of question. And like, I think what was the overall conversation is like, how do you define blackness when blackness is such a varied thing? Um, for me, it was weird because like Clifton's character was like, I was like, oh, like, it's like, oh, you're just trying to pull like a really weird Carlton. And I was like, oh, like, this is like, why did you give him like an unnecessary like disability or lisp? And like to make him stand out, I was like, yeah, like I kind of figured it out. I was like, he's gonna be the one who like dies first. <laughs> and I was like, it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, you guys are fucking like me. And I was like, like, I would like a little more uh subtlety was like on like him being called out first before he just gets like, oh, get shot. <laughs> <laughs> that whole part with Carlton or Clifton. But, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does ask good questions, like uh, really good questions, because those of us that were brought up in predominantly white spaces, we sometimes get that thing where it's like, oh, you talk like a white person or, mm-hmm. you know, you're not you're not black like us because you grew up over here and this is how you speak or this is how you interact versus being over and growing up in this urban area over here. And it was like this idea of where we kind of separate ourselves in the categories like, okay, well, you're black to this degree versus like not being black at all. And we don't do that to to anybody else. Like we don't say like, how white are you? I mean, we do that with our own personal jokes against white people, but they don't go out as a culture and be like, well, who's the whitest? (laughs) Like, that that doesn't exist. And so it's the question is like, because of where we started out coming from within this country, where we had to be like, you know, paper bag tests and all these things to say like, oh, like you have to, like, how close can you get to being white you know, where it was that thing, like, oh, the closer I get in proximity to being white, the better I am or the better you are versus mm. being the blacker. And I feel like we kind of uh, socially kind of um, have a tendency to overcorrect. So before mm. it was like, well, how white 
how white can you be or how close to white can you be the better you are to overcorrecting and being like the blacker you are the better you are um mm-hmm. instead of being like you know what we run the whole gamut because we come in all these shades of black to brown to light brown uh to maybe off-white i don't know how, how, what you would term that but <laughs> no we just i feel like um, allison's character br- br- brings that brings that up where she's like you know why is it like you have my black half and my white half this is me white. talking <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, why is it, you know, any 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 other time, it's my white half. But when it comes down to something, like, specific like this, then it was like, or, you know. Now suddenly I'm black. <laughs> or, you know, I'm not black <laughs> enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's a curious thing, too, because it's like, there was a point where Namdi was like, I forgot exactly where in the movie, but he was like, no judgment, but we're going to judge. And it's like that kind of thing. It's like, oh, we say that we're all, you know, one monolith or one like close knit thing. But it's like, as soon as you like fuck up one thing or you miss one thing, hey, Mary, uh, you, you will like, you suddenly lose your black card. But it was like, who is there a council of 12 that we don't know about that's like deciding these rules? Like who decided that lift every voice? was the national black anthem and i remember watching what is um the comedian name uh jay something she has something on hbo but she made this like little clip people deciding that that was our national anthem and i was like i would die if that was the question for me like seeing the second verse to lift every voice and seeing i'd be like well this proves i'm not the blackest if that's like a part of my black card if that's like one of those steps of the level ups then yeah. i'm already out I'm already well, I mean, I feel like it's the same for like the Star Spangled Banner. You'd be like, sing the second verse. Most people wouldn't be able to do that because they don't know. Because we really all, what know. do we do? We <laughs> always sing the first verse and then we're like, okay, we're good. And I think the same <laughs> thing happens with lift every voice and sing. And honestly, to the question that you posed about like who decided, sometimes I think it was like white liberals who decided. <laughs> and then it was like, it just kind of stuck. It was like, this is a, you know, this is what, this is what you all like you all think or this is what you all like believe or like this is for you it makes me think of too like how did church like become a big part of like black identity like i know it's a part of it but it's just like lift every voice and sing is kind of for me a very churchy song and i'm like i didn't agree to that i would have been like maybe if we go if it has to be church may it be a kirk franklin song so at least i can get up and dance (laughs) or wait what's that take my shackles off my feet yeah mary mary (laughs) yeah something i can dance to because we dance a lot don't we (laughs) that's all i'm saying like that's gonna be the the next generation song though is perfect probably because Eventually, the old people have to die. And so, like, they're going to take that fucking lift every voice and sing with them. <laughs> so then the next generation, it's going to be something real hot. Maybe it'll be WAP. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go that far. <laughs> I don't think it's going to go that far. That happens. I thought something that was really clever that I read about before we were meeting, too, was that the choice of weapon. Because at the end of yesterday, we were watching it. I think either you or Lindsay was asking, like, why did they choose a crossbow? And <laughs> he was like, I don't want it to be gory, but I want it to be, like, I don't want it to be quick and over with. Because usually, like, a machete, you know, yeah, you get hit with a machete or an axe, it's over. But, like, there's something about that. The arrow, it's, like, sadistic in a way. Like, you can slow hunt and hit you multiple times. And it kind of triggered something in my head of, like, you know, that's kind of, like, how 
we as a black culture is be are being attacked. Like it's a slow, like methodical, torturous kind of like from a distance murder of our like of what it means to be black or like like pushing us into this culture or like just existing as a black person. Like the things that we deal with on a daily basis. I could say living as a black person is not like getting shot with a gun where it's quick and over and you're dead. It's like getting shot repeatedly with arrows until you like are slowly crawling your way to like trying to get free that kind of feeling. And I was, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's what triggered in my head. But I'm curious what you all thought about using the crossbow. It's a very white tool. That Robin Hood shit. Uh, yeah, I was just, um, <laughs> I, I liked it because like the little the slowness of it because it's like you'd think like I can move out of the way. No the fuck you can't. And that's what the <laughs> fucking thing is. I was like, yeah, like you know, you see it coming. And then like, yeah, when it's inside your chest, you saw it. Like <laughs> it's holding you had, had the gun, it's still missed. And it's like, see, that's why you should have took your time. Learn how to aim. Hold it right. Oh, <laughs> I do like when they like he's shooting the gun and he takes the time to yes. It's like motherfucker. I was like, actually, you know what? He's as that's the time he should be right though. Like that's why you miss it. You can't hit shit through me like that. <laughs> the ricochet. Well, yeah, now. and then you could also injure your wrist as well because of the kickback. So it was like there's mm-hmm. so many, so many imp- important little things. But with the with the uh, hunt with the arrows, I think it was just because of the amount of fear. Because it's it's so quiet. Like when you hear like a gunshot go off, like it the boom is the rapport is so loud. Like everybody's like looking around, at least trying to get bow. You can't mm. hear that. And yeah. like you were saying, Isha, about like pretty much like death by a thousand, like be, being pin cushioned to death mm. <laughs> with getting you know, like shot repeatedly by all of these like little arrows that these arrows that come at you. Um, well. A lot of times you don't know where it's coming from. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. now you've been hit in the back or you've been like hit square in the chest and you you weren't expecting it to come from that direction. But, you know, it came so silently and so subtly. And I and I like that. The fact that it was subtle. You know, um, on another level, too, we're usually so used to gun violence. But how often do we have archery violence in our, <laughs> in our culture, in our communities? It's like a new fear for <laughs> and the fact that he could just reuse them was like, oh, right. It's like I, I only had to bring four arrows because, like, four arrows a piece, and I go, oh, like I'm gonna take this back. Thank you. You're done with it. <laughs> Thank you. And then what's her name? Allison used it herself. We are very resourceful, exactly. even though she was on Adderall. She <laughs> <laughs> she came out like Wolverine. <laughs> what? What has she like? What did you call her? Isha Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, at that point, I want to be like her white half is showing. <laughs> she came out ready to terminate. <laughs> she came out. No, no person left behind. Uh, I have a question regarding the questions. So I didn't know that some of the posters had questions on them. So I want to quiz you all. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Name two of Bebe's kids. I'm SLL. Did, did you ever watch Bebe's kids? I did. I have no clue. It's been a long time since I've, I've We seen all know that. one. Huh? Bad? Bad boy? What'd you oh. say? Is one of those names Bad Boy? No. There was the one played by Tone Lock. Pee Wee. No. Oh, yeah. Pee Wee. 
Huey and LaShawn. I never remember the boy's name. I think it was like Khalid or Khalil or something like that. But I Khalil. was like, damn. <laughs> no, Khalil. it was it was like my name is it's either Khalil or Jaleel, I think. Because he because like he had a song about it, because he was like, if you mm-hmm. can't spell it, you never will. I think it was Khalil. <laughs> it probably I that sounds more right. Okay. Y'all would have died at that one. I would maybe it would have been a group it would have still been a group effort. <laughs> <laughs> okay ready <laughs> this was this one i don't know i would only i I think i would buckle under pressure name 15 black inventions oh my gosh i remember they were doing that the pacemaker uh, right stoplight. The, yeah pacemaker uh, stoplight peanut butter uh, um, <laughs> the which way i said peanut butter but like yeah um, uh the blood mobile thingy like blood transfusion it was oh, a black yeah. woman, right? The way yeah. the whole uh if we add C sections, uh black women were doing it in Africa way, way back before the colonizers came. Uh, um shit. But that's not a uh, would that qualify as an invention or does it have to be like patent something patented? It doesn't it doesn't say I don't think it has to be patented. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't specify. We're already running out of time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh Game's ready. Uh, we died. There's a t- the, oh, iron, oh, super, the iron, the iron, super soaker. The iron oh yeah, the super, super soaker. soaker. Uh, uh, shit. There was one that just came to me that I just forgot. The person who did GPS. It's a woman who helped us. Like the, the way we have GPS and use it now. That was a woman, a black woman. Well, then wouldn't you say like the computer too? Because that was like a black yeah. man who helped from with Nigeria. The, the modern computer. <laughs> We would have, yeah. I don't know if yeah. it was we we would have ran. We would no. Nah, that would have to be like we had to phone a friend or use Google or something. Okay, I don't know if y'all will know this one. I love this song, but I also don't know the answer. In Lloyd's song, "You," does he sing "She's Fine Too" or "She's Five Two"? As in height. Five two. The height. I part. always said. I always said fine too, but I don't know. I didn't really. <laughs> You're like, do we need to look that up? <laughs> I, I, you might be, but that's we're gonna go past it. Okay, what group was Cisco in? This is easy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if uh, we got that wrong, I'd be. How many kids does Nick Cannon have? Ten, doesn't he? Right now, he had twelve. Shit, see, <laughs> we got <laughs> the double digits. <laughs> We got 10, 11, 12. <laughs> Just keep going up incrementally. In the range. I He's got a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Name two white cast members from In Living Color. Drew Car- uh No, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. That's all we know. I don't remember the other. Nope, that's not fucking. Um... Who's the other guy who played God? Me looking up white cast members on. <laughs> I know it's like let me, uh, that's exactly why they knocked out the cell phones. The cell phones. <laughs> right? Google anything. Is mac and cheese a side dish or a main dish? Um both. I say both. Answers both. Oven, if it's oven uh it baked, it's a main dish. If it's the stovetop shit, it's the fucking side. I'll allow That's it. That's a fair answer. I, I like I'll that answer. I, I I can agree with that. That's like Ranger White, where he was like, they're like, how can we trust you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask this one because I don't know the answers to it. Name one black character who survived a horror movie. Oh, Jada Pinkett did in that Tales from the Crypt movie. 
bust but around she also the died in Scream. Yeah, but it didn't say all of them. Just one they didn't them. say which movie. They said name one in in one black character that survived. She survived in that in that Tales from the Crypt movie. That's true. Yeah, Buster Rhymes and Halloween. So yes, Buster Rhymes. They weren't gonna uh, kill Buster Rhymes. Somebody kills Buster Rhymes. Rod Digger and Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> uh, this last one, I don't even know. Name eight Tyler Perry Medea movies. Are there eight of them? Um, a, a Tyler Perry Medea movie. Medea goes to jail. I would not That's be able to help y'all on this. Medea, like, I just gave you one. Medea goes to jail. <laughs> it said name eight. <laughs> eight? Oh. Um, That's why yeah. I was like, <laughs> I would I, be able, I might not be able to name eight. She makes appearances. If you can count appearances in movies, I might be able to get you over like uh, Medea's <laughs> Halloween. That's two. Uh, Medea's uh, Halloween, two. <laughs> <laughs> But I just think that's so like that right there is like these are all culturally relevant. Like we might know of them, but we don't know the specifics. And I thought it was really funny how when it came to it, like we are all like, oh, you know, this is makes us black, this is make uh, makes us black. But it's like then we know these random things outside. Like when they asked what's the cast of or how many black people were on the cast of friends. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's a trick question. My original like answer. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't watch that show. But we were all trying to like think. Of we were trying to we think, think of like what what did we hear in off conversations or like somebody had a clip of something somewhere. Like I know this person, and that's the only person I know. I didn't know if they had any black people on Friends aside from uh, Aisha Tyler in that like one stint. And I never watched the show. I just heard yeah. about it. <laughs> It was a side conversation, though, like, oh, no, but you really were watching this show, though. Like, these yeah. these guilty pleasures we have of, like, non-Black culture that we engage in. Because <laughs> some people Sometimes who do I, watch I don't Friends or Gilmore Girls. It might have been a guilty pleasure. It would have just been, like, you're around enough white people that you know these things. Like, you mentioned about uh, Kimmy, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy Schmidt, where she was talking about Friends. Uh, to a sec to a secretary or a receptionist, and the receptionist was talking about living single, and Kimmy was like, "I don't know." She was like, "You expect me to know your stuff, but you don't know anything about mine." And it was like, "That's," mm. but we live in a space where that's generally how it always works for us. We have to know about their stuff. They don't have to know about ours, mm. or if they they do, we have to be the one to give them the guide or like the cheat code so that they can understand and be a part of everything. Be at the cookout. Yeah. What was uh <laughs> I wanna know what's your favorite what you liked about the movie, uh Darnell, and who was your favorite character? Oh, what I liked about the movie? Um The fact that their first instinct was to not play the game. It was like but you oh, ain't playing this racist <laughs> ass shit. Like, yes, cool, thank you. It's racism. <laughs> um honestly, uh who's the chick with the candlestick? Uh, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa was my favorite because like uh, her finally flipping out was like like her flipping out is like I'm sorry. How about that outburst? <laughs> I was like, I think you're kind of valid in fucking flipping out right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with all that gore all over. It's just you sometimes we don't have a space to just get it all out because other otherwise you're like violent. Everybody was like, oh shit, oh shit. There was she, it was ther- very therapeutic for her. There was a lot that she needed to work through at that time. I don't know, Kristen. What, what were you? Who's your favorite character? 
Who did you want to survive? I gotta say Dwayne was was probably my favorite character. (laughs) Just because like you could just like I could I could see myself doing like some similar things, but like I didn't want y'all to like you go ahead without me. And it was like I didn't mean that. I didn't want you you to go. Or where he was like locking doors behind him. I'd have been like, that door should not be open. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not gonna go and investigate. I'm just gonna go and shut that door and lock. <laughs> make sure come back, double check, make sure it's still locked. <laughs> I realized no one double tapped at all in that movie. Not once. That's that's what Lisa did, but she she double she tripled, quadrupled, stabbed. She multiple stabbed. <laughs> she didn't stab. She beat him to death with a candlestick. Like it was Clue. <laughs> no, uh, Allison. Allison was the biracial woman and out in the woods with le- that did that whole Wolverine. Oh, the Wolverine. Thing. You were talking about. You, I thought you said Lisa. No, I, I didn't mean Lisa. I meant Allison. If I said Lisa, I thought I said Allison. But Allison, because she she stabbed that mug a few times, and Lisa, she terminated hers with with extreme with extreme pressure. <laughs> There was no way his head was gonna come reform after the beating it took. It just wasn't gonna happen. I thought it was hilarious that I don't know if this is if this is like a conversation about what or stereotype or whatever, but like taking the time to argue or discuss things when like shit is on the line. Like that point where he's like, she's like, You did a whole fucking monologue and we have thirty seconds left, as opposed to like <laughs> I don't know. There were parts in the movie where it was just like, we were taking the time to get into these deep arguments. And it's like, wait a minute, y'all. Time is of the essence. Why are we sitting here arguing about this? Like, is that is that what we do? Is that how we are? In the, like, when we watch horror movies and we're like, why are you doing this? Did we end up doing the same shit anyway? Because it's like, when you're when life is on the line, it's easy to say stuff when we sit in here in the chair in the movie theater watching it, but it's like some of the stupid same mistakes that we see we saw in the movie that they were making because they were freaking out, like the telephone chain when yeah. uh, Morgan was caught in the basement and they were like yelling from the TV to yeah. the door about what was going on. Yeah. Also with like, but Shanika also pointed that out where, you know, Namdi and Dwayne and Lisa were having this, this having their disagreement or they're arguing. And she was like, we got, y'all ain't got that figured out yet. We don't have time for this. And even when they were hiding and Namdi was In like, we don't have time to talk about this. We don't need to talk about this right now. It's like, no, we need to talk about this right now. It was like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> this is not the time. <laughs> When is a good time? When we're not when we're not being hunted by serial killers. That is a but good time. But you also might be dying. So, you know, maybe this is the time to get out. I don't know. Maybe that just helped with like the levity or the situation and probably ease the tension where we start talking about things that have no no bearing on the situation at hand. We're just like, you know, just to get this out so we can clear the air before I guess you said like you said, any of us like perishes. We need to we need to know what 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 we were thinking. Would you all split up in this movie? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, hell no, 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 no. Okay, no. so would you have gone into the forest or would you have stayed in the house? Stayed in the house. Yeah, I'd have stayed in the house. I was not going out into the forest until morning, where I can see. There's too much in the darkness. No, <laughs> and they were wearing black masks. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Yeah. And, and had a bow and arrow. Nope. I would not have. He... I would have fortified myself into a room in the house, and everybody would have been keeping an eye on some some place, walls, windows, door. 
If I, I left, know, I, I would have like set the house on fire. <laughs> like that would have been my plan. My whole thing was, was like, like y'all left. I was like, you know, if I had left, I'd be like, nope, set the house on fire. That way, anybody's in that bitch is run the fuck out and somebody's coming to see the fire. <laughs> or I'm locking That's myself true. in the room. Like we're all staying in the same room, one door, no windows. <laughs> like down in the basement or in the game room. Cause once somebody did suggest stay in the game room and I was like, I don't know that if I like that idea because what if then the killer did that to us where it's like, oh, we're locked in this basement. So they set the house on fire and now we're trapped. Yeah. No, stayed in the game room would have been the worst option because they got in before when Morgan and who who was she with? Before I can't remember. They uh, had the door open, so he could have came in. They, yeah, but even when the lights and stuff went out and the door and the doors like shut and stuff like that, because mm. they could lock them from the outside and lock them in. So mm. I would he not be. I would not have have gone with staying in. Well, the other the thing was. The, he said that all the other doors were locked. So technically, yeah, they would have unlocked at one point, but I was curious. I started to freak out and think that he had other people in all the other rooms. So like when the doors are locked, all the all the doors were open, there'd be like a mass killer in each room. Because that's the way they phrased it. He was like, once it, all the doors will be unlocked and you don't know what's like, kind of like what's going to be behind these doors. And I was like, I'm not trying to, because it made me think of two Cabin in the Woods, when they were in there and the whole house is set up, I, I don't know if either one of you seen it. I've seen it, yeah. yeah. I did not see it. But there's like the wind, they had the like the mirror so you could watch people through, but it was actually a painting. They had like cameras, secret doorways into stuff. Like, I was like, that house is already booby trapped and stuff like that. I don't trust. That would make me, I wouldn't want to go into the forest, but I would have been like in the car and I, I turned to Lindsay and I was like, I know the tires are flat, but we could have got some distance away on those oh, yeah. things. You know, like, why did we not get into the car and try to drive far away? <laughs> drive on the rims. Yeah, five miles an hour is still five miles an hour. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm still going away. <laughs> I, I would have gone with that plan, like get into a vehicle and like drive as far as possible and maybe what by by the time morning showed up quickly changed that tire until <laughs> get rid of the flat and then keep rolling right that's what i was i was i i just didn't understand <laughs> that part of the situ the movie but that was me um okay any thoughts final thoughts on this uh this movie no. i guess not y'all hate Wait, it i liked it it was just like I did expect it to be uh, an actual like uh, horror movie, like Evil Dead style, and then mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's revenge." Gotcha. Well, I was like, "Yeah." Well, I, I like the fact that it was like that was like a little bit revenge instead of just like a um, haunted game. Yeah, it had an element to that, man. They, yeah, to your point, you said earlier where they made it so easy to to figure out who the killer was, like the main mastermind. Yeah. Um, I was watching something that said that like people with like on the spectrum of ADHD can figure out movies really early in the beginning because we could just our brains see all the little clues that they hide around and like put it together immediately. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious what they would have. Because I, I was trying to think of, like, how would they have tricked me so that I wouldn't think it was Carlton, you know? 
or I wouldn't have Clifton. figured it out so quickly. See there? There you go. See? There you go. <laughs> what exactly is why Dwayne called him gout the at one point. I was Clifton. like, how did you get gout? The only person who would have survived would have been me because I couldn't remember his name. Nah, because you didn't. It, it would have mattered if you sat him down and taught him spades. I would have. I would have been the nice one to be like, I I'll show you how to play spades. Don't you don't renege though. Don't renege. <laughs> but would you have put him outside when he said he voted for Trump twice? Because he said that's what. Hell he yes. Like, yeah. 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 Yep. I I won't lie. Yeah, I would have put you out. I would. I that's why he said it. it he changed. That he was like y'all changed. You were still the same thing. So you would have died too. I'd have just been like, you know what, I. Well, he gave you the opening at this, like when he first showed up. So, like that was your saving grace. It's like teach me to play spades right now. And no, like, yeah. he said later that when they put him out, all agreed together to put him out for voting for Trump. He was like, I thought y'all were. I gave you that chance until the, that point. So <laughs> I'm just saying, we all would have died. And I feel we like. <laughs> I feel like the most, but that that goes to the original, like little clip, the little uh, Comedy Central clip, if I remember correctly, where they said that to tr prove that they weren't the blackest. I feel like the hot sauce challenge hot sauce would have been fair and democratic. <laughs> like, <laughs> empty out your pockets, hot sauce on the table. <laughs> what if I forgot my hot sauce, or if it was in the car? <laughs> Then you would have survived. That's the true. Only the blackest would have had the hot sauce on them. That's the, that was that the whole point. I remember being little. Our uncle, our, our uncle would carry hot sauce around with does. him. He still does. But I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. But as a little kid, I I didn't know it was a thing not to carry hot sauce around with you until I got older. And I was like, oh, not everybody does this. <laughs> this is not a thing. And his was a, his was specific. He had to have that specific brand. And if we didn't have that brand in the house, he was like, "It's okay. I'm just go get get mine from the car." Always be prepared. So yeah, so I'm, I'm used to that. that. I was like, yeah. All right, y'all. So we're gonna see how many fuzzy froze did you give this movie out of five fuzzy froze. I give it a solid three. Any reason for the for the solid three? Because I figured out who the fucking bad guy was from the beginning. So I was like, if I didn't figure it out, I would have been higher. But like, it's like, oh, he's some he's involved somehow. I don't know how yet, mm -hmm. but like he's involved with some fuckery. Got that? Yeah, that was that was easy enough to see. Yeah, I would have probably I would have given it four. I think four would four was good. Um, I I liked it. I liked the the fun the fun of it. The inside the inside jokes the the relationships between the people. That was the part that I enjoyed the most. I think I would give. I'm I'm hovering between four and three and a half because I my favorite part. I think it was more the ambiance that puts me towards four is because the vibe was just like everyone in the theater that we were watching it with was like when we all started singing the O O O O'Reilly song. Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, they're not going to sing it out in this movie. And then they sang it out in the actual movie. And I was like, okay, okay. I I appreciate you for just like leading into the like, the stupidity sometimes of those stereotypes or like the things that like we say, this is what makes you black, but there's so many different versions of things. And it's just like, 
there's things that connect us, but at the same time, we're all our own unique creatures. Like there's the, like, what's his name? Uh, King and his wife. And they're like, I wish you would stop calling my wife, the white man. And I think she's <laughs> off white. She's, <laughs> but it's like shit that like that would make me laugh because it's like, it's serious commentary. These are still co- discussions of like, you know, there's a stereotype that a lot of black men date white women, but like, does that necessarily mean you're black or not black? You know, that's just the way we are now. There's a stereotype of like, having the gun and like you're a gangbanger once a gangbanger always a gangbanger whatever so i just liked that we could like laugh at ourselves as black people which we don't get to do very often without it becoming like a whole thing so malicious which what delicious i was saying like where it's malicious like Mm. laughing at yourself and the ridiculous things that we do is cool. But a lot of times when it comes to black people, it's seen as malicious or it's done maliciously. Mm. Uh, We don't get the chance to really just take ourselves not so seriously. Like white people have had the opportunity to do that for years and be silly and goofy and do dumb shit. Like the, you know, like why can't we? The Wayne's brothers had it for a while. We were talking about the first Scream movie where like one of the things that caught us was literally that part scene where the news crews at the beginning is like talking about the murder, and then the black news crew is like literally driving off the scene, going, "White people are getting murdered. Black folks are getting out of here." And <laughs> That was like the funniest thing to me. And then the rest yeah. of the screen movies are kind of a disappointment. But like, there was also that loss of like black people being involved in that industry anyway. But I just feel like it was nice to see us laugh at ourselves in a way that was still thought provoking, but not malicious, like you said. At least in my opinion. Well, then, I guess that's all we have to say. So, uh, do you want to plug anything, Darnell, on your like. Um, your podcast no. or things you'd be out doing? No, nah, I'm not doing anything yet right now. <laughs> I've been lazy. Just <laughs> taking it easy for the summer. Exactly. I'm being a bum. Hanging out with cats. Exactly. That's all. Okay. Well, we appreciate you joining us on this blackening Juneteenth weekend. <laughs> I know, you know, you got to go out there and be black or stay inside and be black. Whatever you want to do. And Kristen, am I forgetting anything? Nope. We'll see you next month when we read Maya and the Rising Dark. Mm, That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to put these crayons back in the box. Thank you, Darnell, for coloring with us today. Have a good rest of your day, y'all. See you next time. Look for us on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Music by Moon Apple XX. You can find them on Instagram as well as art done by Midnight. Instagram.